got everybody back. So, Wusa, let's start again. <laughs> that was wild. Okay, so good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show, where we are leaders and entrepreneurs, and we like to talk about the day-to-day -day successes and challenges um, in building a successful life and career. So before we introduce the rest of our uh, co-hosts and guests, a few housekeeping items for you out there. Um, if you're out there, tell us your name, tell us where you're watching from, and don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. We want you to be sure that you like the video, share it out, but most importantly, we want you to comment on anything that resonates with you. If you hear something or if you're just enjoying the show, um, please make a comment so that we can have a conversation with you also. Ask any questions that you might have on any topics as we go through the show, and we'd like to uh, try to answer those um, uh, for you as well. And we want you to be sure that you visit coffeewithrondashow.com. Subscribe as over a course of a period of months, we will be moving to YouTube as our primary platform. So with all of that said and all of that aside, let's go ahead and get into our introduction so that we can write this topic for today, which I think is going to be pretty amazing. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I am the host for the show. I'm an emotional intelligence strategist and leadership coach, helping leaders and organizations shift from stuck to unstuck, from frustrated to focused, so that they can successfully achieve um, the goals that they set out to achieve. Now, I have today in my cup, this is my little Cabo cup. It makes me feel all springy. You see how colorful it is. And I have a uh, regular uh, dark roasted or French roast coffee today in my cup. So remember that what's in your cup is both physically what's in your cup, but it also is meant to be metaphorical. As you think about your life and what you have in front of you, what is in your cup? What's in your hand? What's in your life that you can utilize to grow, to build, and all of those wonderful things? So um, as we move forward, let's go ahead and get into our introductions. And um, we're going to start this morning with our guest, and then Roz will come to you, and then Marae um, will come to you also. So um, we have a guest with us this morning, Miss Tracy Reddy. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Happy to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and then tell us what you have in your cup. Okay. Well, I am Tracy Reddy, therapist turned dating strategist. I help single career driven women. Um, I guess, like you said, get focused in the area of uh, love and dating. Um, actually, I like to call what I do dating preparation. A lot of times we jump out into the dating world without really preparing. Um, so I try to get people prepared so they can have better success in love. And in my cup this morning, this is my wifey cup. Um, this was a wedding gift, actually, and it's, it's one of my favorite cups. It's oversized, and today I'm drinking water. <laughs> awesome, Tracy. Thank you so much for being here. And let me tell you, you got your work cut out for me, because I think I'm the only single one on the panel. So okay. if, if you can pick me up and get me going, I will be much appreciated. So. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Miss Roz, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, everyone. How are you? I am Roz Jones, bringing you greetings from the sunny state of Florida in the city of Jacksonville. I am the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of care center, homemaking companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I, I walk around sometimes singing that when you can't do it all, give Roz a call. <laughs> awesome. And what you got in your cup, Miss Roz? Mm. I have my peppermint tea with honey, and I also have a bottle of water. Awesome. And I'm still, and, and I'm still waiting on my shirt. <laughs> Y'all know that I didn't wear the coffee with Roz's shirt today because Roz was giving me the side eye. So I was like, okay, let's just put that away. All right. So Good. It's actually good evening oh, for good me. Evening. Uh, and good morning to you, ladies. This is Mireille Aka, the greatness engineer from Perth. I'm actually very always, you know, happy to be here on Saturday and to have our party and our 
beach or coffee with Rhonda. I'm, uh, I'm a coach as well, but uh, with a background in engineering. And uh, as a coach, I founded the Mirai Telekima Global Leadership Organization, where we help uh, people and organization to become the best that they can be, to take control of their success, and to actually, you know, become self-actualized. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a wonderful journey, and I really enjoy sharing my knowledge on this platform. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have all of you here this morning because, you know, this is an important conversation uh, for us this morning. So for those of you out there that may be just tuning in, again, you're watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. And today's conversation is going to be on romance, dating and the career or businesswoman or entrepreneur. And so, you know, the big conversation for us is to figure out, you know, number one. So I was trying to figure out some wording for the post. And one of the posts I I put up there is, I think I put it on the screen. <laughs> I put it on the screen for us. So y'all are going to think I'm a little bit strange, but here's my question, right? So is your love life, the? Uh, is your love life flame like a little bit lighter or is it a raging forest fire, right? So as you are creating this amazing life that you want in your career, in your business, then what's going on at home? What's going on behind the scenes and behind closed doors? So um, for me personally, I'm single and I think I'm the only single one on the pa panel. Is that right? Right? No, that's not right. Raj, you're single also? All right, okay. come on Raj, let's get it. We need to get a forest fire going. So <laughs> <laughs> a little big lighter. So, but what's been interesting for me, I've been single for quite a while. I was married years ago um, for more than 25 years. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been single now for, I'm not even going to say how many years because that's a little scary. I can't even believe I've been single that long. But what I have found is that while I'm single, I'm so busy and I'm, I've filled my life. I have filled my life with a wonderful, amazing things that I do. And so the question for me, and uh, and I'm going to toss this out there to you ladies, and we're just going to toss some things out there and do this a little bit differently than we normally do. Yes. You didn't introduce our guest, Miss Rhonda. I did. No. I didn't. She introduced herself. She did. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she was the first, actually. Yeah, she went first, Roz. Well, that's okay. Keep me on task because you know sometimes I'm not on task. Are, are you sure you're drinking tea here? <laughs> I think Roz got a little nervous about the conversation we're having today here. <laughs> Wait, so. So what I found is that um, because I have been single and I am single, I have filled my life with wonderful, amazing things that I do. Um, so I am never bored. I am never lonely. I've got all of these things to do. And so the question for me now and what I look at is, do I have space? Have I created space? How will I create space? When I find this special Prince Charming who's gonna come rushing in on this big, beautiful white horse, right? You know, at some point I'm believing that he's coming. Uh, so, but how will I have the space in my life and create the space to do that? And so, you know, let's just have a conversation around that because I don't know if it's just me because I'm single and I don't have, you know, I just do stuff all the time. Um, but, you know, uh, well, I'll be interested in hearing if you are the same way. Do you just have space for this person to come and fit into? Or are you going to need to rearrange your life so that there is space? And then, Marae, the question for you, because you are married, is how you balance. Because you've got a pretty active, amazing career. Like you said, the, the greatness engineer. You've got a global organization. And how do you have space? So... I'm going to first toss it to Miss Tracy because I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And then, Roz, I'm going to come to you and then to Marae to talk a little bit about how you do prepare, as Tracy said, and create space. Yes. So uh, I am working with tons of women for the past directly with, in relation to dating for the past um since 2015, that's been my primary focus in the work that I do. Are y'all hearing any feedback? 
I'm hearing a little feedback. Okay, I'm not sure what, but I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> but um, in working with women for the past 15 years in that way, um, yes, you have to be intentional. You have to make space. Uh, today's modern day woman, like you said, have a has a lot of options uh, as far as how she wants to fill her life. And it's amazing things that we do. Uh, but then we all reach that point, And I had to reach that point as well, where dating did, was no longer a kind of a, a wild card thing where you just somebody you just kind of you're doing your life and someone comes along you're like oh, okay yeah he's all right you know and then you you entertain him and then that all blows up because there was no preparation and i feel like with dating a lot of times we do kind of play russian roulette um <laughs> even even with all our how so many of us are very selective and we're we're kind of picky or whatever we, we think that's enough to, to land us with that guy, that, that magical guy that you said that rides in on the horse. Um, <laughs> but you have to prepare a stable for that horse. Uh, <laughs> be, ready, be ready to receive that horse. And um, that, a part of my own experience too was, was a, a stage of preparation after I had gone through a ton of ups and downs. Then I finally met my husband after I was prepared and things were completely different. So yes, I do believe that there has to be some intentional preparation, just like with anything else in life, but we're not taught that. We're taught to kind of just, love is gonna happen. You just, you'll just know, oh, yeah, okay. How's that working for you? <laughs> I love that, Tracy, that, you know, um, you said, you know, so I want this horse, this this guy to come in on this great white horse, right? But in order to do that, I want to create that. I got to prepare the stable, right? Where's the horse? And the stable in your heart, the stable in your heart, in your life, in your life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. I'll, I'll be working on that stable. <laughs> Roz, what, I mean, for you, where you are, do you find that you have already, have you prepared yourself? Are you creating this space or is this something, an intentional journey that you need to go on? It's probably a journey I need to go on. I don't have nothing prepared. I love her honesty. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have anything prepared. The only thing I'm working on right now is me. I'm, I'm working on my health. You know, I'm working on uh, and, and improving my relationship right now with God because I can't give you nothing if, 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 you know, you, you know like you said, my heart, my body and everything else. Now, I don't want to come to you with, you know, I'm sick, I'm overweight. You know, maybe that's my mindset. I don't know. But have I prepared my stable? No, I still got some hay in it and some poo-poo and everything else. So still... <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So uh so uh Lisa is out there. She says, love this channel. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. You know, this is an important topic because mm -hmm. I think we have to get honest with ourselves. So I joke a lot about what I need to do and what I'm going to need. My life is going to need to change when I meet that special someone. But I absolutely know. Um, and then, hello there. Hi, thanks for tuning in. So I absolutely do know that there is preparation work involved. And, and when I get serious and I start having a conversation with myself, it's like, okay, Rhonda, you don't have space right now. And so I if I go through the thought process of what can I shift? What will need to move? Because right now my plate is full. And I know that in order to um, have this forest fire of a love life and relationships and just a really powerful um, connection with someone, I know that I'm going to need to do that. So Marae, you are married and you're not in this crazy dating world. So <laughs> still you have to have and maintain a balance. I, I mean, you know, like, like you said, I've been married now for almost 20 years, 25 years now. So it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, going back to when we started i mean i was not i was not prepared and i was not prepared when we when we, we we met but you you still have you know when the connection is done you, you still have to prepare yourself to know where you're going and because i look at it as a project because you know you you connect with somebody and you're starting to work as a team and uh 
every project needs, you know, commitment, needs, you need to uh, make the time to work on your project. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, that's what we've been doing. We had the kids, but we always make sure that we surprise each other at some time. And we, we have our own time, like every uh, year we try to go, you know, alone together somewhere in a romantic place just to keep this slide going because it's it's not easy it's not easy you have to really commit it's a, it's a big commitment and as soon as you know you lose focus then things start to to not work really well and i mean there are ups and downs obviously especially for you know like you said for me i'm very busy and uh, I really don't want to give up my career as well. So I try to compartmentalize things and the communication is a big one, really be able to communicate and, uh, and to build this friendship, you know, with, you, with your husband, because at the end of the day, that's what's gonna maintain everything. Because at the beginning you have all the craziness, the flame and blah, blah, blah. But then, uh, you know, the friendship is what, you know, sustain you. And, uh, and really have uh, not really um, die into the routine, right. get the opportunity to create some excitement at, at some point so that you, you can rekindle really, you know, this, uh, this, this craziness and, yeah. uh, and, 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 and really, you know, go and be happy. Well, well, I think that as you touched on a, a few really important things, one of the things that I want to tease this one out a little bit is the communication. Mm -hmm. So um, when you are at the place where you're either looking for someone or you're involved in a relationship, communication is critical. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't know any place in life that communication is not critical, right? It is, really is the foundation for everything. And emotional intelligence, as an emotional intelligence strategist, one of the things that I find when I'm coaching my leaders is often place they're stumbling and struggling is with communication. And so we do a lot of work around communication. So let's talk about the two, the two types of communication that I talk about with my clients and see how this ties into us looking for love, um, really building that, that relationship, keeping that flame hot and fresh is the internal communication that we have. So let's start there. When we're talking about communication, our internal communication is critical. So I find myself wondering, what am I saying to myself? Mm -hmm. What's the story I'm telling myself? And he says, the infamous. I, I hope I said that properly. I was trying to say his name. He says, the infamous says, I agree. Absolutely. So the communication that you have inside is what I like to say is, what's the story you're telling yourself? Right. What's the story you're telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're worthy? Are you telling yourself that you're ready? Are you telling yourself that you're beautiful? Are you telling yourself that you deserve the very best and you don't need to settle? You don't need to, as Tracy say, uh, play Russian roulette with, with these different guys. I know they say you got to kiss a lot of frogs and you know, I don't, I don't know what they say for the guys, but maybe they're still kissing frogs too. <laughs> the guys that are single. But how do you manage your own internal communication so that you are in that place, like Ross says, that, well, that when you show up, you are full and you are not looking for someone to fill you up, right? Are you coming to the relationship complete mm -hmm. and looking for something to enhance your in your life? Or are you looking for a relationship to be completed, mm -hmm. right? There's an important distinction there. Either you're looking for someone to complete you or you're coming there already complete. And now you have two complete people coming together to build something wonderful and amazing. So so the question on the table as we do this round is mm -hmm. what should that communication be like? Right. What should that internal communication be like um, in order to set yourself up? to be able to have that forest fire of love. And and um, and Tracy, so let's come to you as you talk, and you've been working with uh, business and career women looking for love. Do you find that the internal communication needs to be managed first? Absolutely, that is what my, all my programs that I do, we start, you know, a lot of times when I tell people I'm a dating strategist or whatever, they're thinking, oh, you're gonna hook me up and send me out on dates, you're gonna find me some guys to go out with. 
and it's like, no, that's that's not what we started, hon. We <laughs> we got to bag it up a little bit, and we're gonna have to go inside, you know. And we do what I like to call the treasure hunt, mm -hmm. and um, because I feel like there is uh, a lot of valuable nuggets that we leave in the past when we've had our relationships, we've had. Um, you know, and growing up with our parents and all that, all that good stuff is all treasure that we just don't, we haven't looked at maybe as treasure. So I try to reframe the thinking of looking back because it's a very scary thing to look back, you know, for some people and it could be a little bit overwhelming. So we just take a little a, a journey backwards um, to see what has informed what you tell yourself right now. And, and look for other ways to cope with those things. So yes, that internal communication piece is you shouldn't be dating if you don't know what's what's playing on that record. You should not be dating if you're unaware. And a lot of times we're so um, independent and we're so, um, you know, self-sufficient that we think, well, I know what I'm telling myself. I'm wonderful. I'm marvelous. You know, all those types of things. It's like, yeah, on different fronts. But then when you insert a man into the into the equation, all those insecurities, all those doubts, all those concerns they come rising back to the top so um and, and we don't we don't we don't want to think that the guys have that big of effect on us but they do <laughs> they do they do they they will you will you will be going along just fine and feeling like everything's okay and someone comes along and now you're jealous or now you're this or that and you like i didn't i didn't think that was an issue i mean that was an issue years ago in my relationship that i had five years ago but I didn't think that was still, and you, we do work, we do assessments and all sorts of things to kind of dig that stuff up and, and bring it to light. Cause it's hiding in the corner like a boogeyman. And, <laughs> and when it's touched, the, when it's rubbed the wrong way, when that area, cause think about it, when you're, when you're thinking of, when you're not dating, when you're like focused on career and everything, that space is just left untouched. Mm -hmm. You know, that that space that says uh, a romantic partner occupying you, occupying your heart, occupying your space, it's just untouched. And so we feel like it's OK since it's untouched, you know, but it's not but it's not OK because it's untouched. It is just not touched. And then when someone comes along, it's like, oh, man, it blows up. And that's when they that's when they come calling me. <laughs> you know, what? I, the vision that popped in my mind, Tracy, as you were talking, saying, you know, you. You rub all of that stuff the wrong way, and all this stuff comes out. I thought about Aladdin and the genie, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I that big lamp, and you rub that lamp, and you don't know what's going to pop out of that lamp. And that right. I can see how that would be a very scary thing because a lot of times we like to just walk away from the past and pretend it's not, it doesn't exist. Oh, no, that was then. That, now, this is now, and I don't need to pay any attention to the past where I'm always looking for lessons. Right. Yes. I'm always looking for, yes, that was the past, but what went really well? And where was my opportunity to do things a little bit better? You know, when when my marriage ended, you know, and everyone said, well, you know, it, it wasn't your fault. And I'm like, well, well, you know, OK, it's not so much about fault, not but so it is about fault. being reflective. It is about right. being honest with yourself to say, where was my role and where was their role and what are the lessons now I'm taking forward? Put those in your tool belt and then you can move forward. So Stephanie's out there. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for joining the show. She says, hi, everyone. And then <laughs> he's laughing us out there. That the, the infamil is laughing. He said, LOL, because you know what? You do when you go deep and understand. Now, I'm not sure guys go this. We're going to have to have this show with some guys on it, too, because I'm, I'm interested to know when the guys are in the process of dating, do they really intentionally think through these things or do they just go like, hey, here's a girl. She looks good. She talks halfway. OK. You know, this will work. <laughs> so I don't know that. Do you uh, work with men too? Um, I will, but mm -hmm. I, I, it's not my specialty. I, I, you know, I come from, I'm coming from a space of, I, I use my own experience as well as my training, formal training. And so I'm coming from the woman's perspective, but yes, I have worked with men in the past, but men don't typically, like you said, they don't typically come looking for that help, especially not. Uh, not from a professional. And I, I guess that's changing these days with guys getting into therapy more and that type of thing. But yeah, for the most part, um, in, this, in, the, in the guys that I've talked to, they're, they're looking for somebody. Their, their idea of preparation is more on the external 
a lot of the times. I want to make sure my money's right. I want to make sure, you know, I've got this, these, all these other factors, uh, home or, you know, a car, whatever, my career is stable. And now I'm looking for a wife and maybe to start a family and that kind of thing. So uh, it's not that guys, I don't think, care about the internal because they very much experience it when the woman is healthy or unhealthy. But I don't think they always think about their what they they themselves bring to the table as needing to be fixed. Fixed. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they think of it as, oh, this is something I need to deal with. It's more like with a lot. I'm not saying every guy, but a lot of guys come to the table with here's who I am and I'm going to find somebody who can deal with that rather than maybe I should examine myself and see where where I might maybe can do something different. So well, that that's a, that's a really important perspective I think and this is the the men is, are from Mars women are from Venus conversation right we are mm -hmm. different and we should not pretend that we're not and heaven forbid we were the same I don't want anybody that's that's exactly like me Lord knows one of me is enough right <laughs> and so you know, so Roz, when you're thinking about your internal communication, what do you think about that? Because we're in the phase of prepping ourselves, right? And getting ourselves ready to come to the table so that when we get there, we feel whole, complete. We are, we've minimized those insecurities and those sorts of things. So what's your take on the whole internal communication? I was thinking about what Tracy said that a lot of times we take and we put it off to the side. Mine's probably in a storage unit somewhere. <laughs> plenty of time to you know do assessments and I had I had to look at me and say okay you know what you know what was the common factor in in my actions that I'm you know that, that I need to change you know was it my health was it my behavior was it the way I talked to someone so you know I, I have to look at that and I have to address each one individually I can't throw it all in one bucket and you know and 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 hope that you know it's one size fits all you know, we have one, you know, each each issue has to be dealt with separately. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of health first and then, you know, you know, uh, and spiritually and my heart. And then, you know, some things externally will also take care because of the internal piece that we take care of first. Mm -hmm. So, you know what, you know, what has been planted, let's say. What was good for my parents 30, 40, 50 years ago may not be what is needed for me in my relationship now because, you know, you go by example. And, and, and don't get me wrong, some of the things in, in, in their marriage is good, you know, and good examples. But, you know, some of the things that, you know, women used to do back then, you know, we don't do now, right. you know. Uh, and so, you know, we have to look at, what you know what is going on right now you know mm -hmm. what do i need now you know what what is to change now so I, i've been doing a lot of self-reflection self-changing and um i'm still paying on that storage unit <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <clears throat> and i wonder if you open up that storage unit or you might be a little scared to open it up soon <laughs> you know what might pop out know. at you, right? So um, it's interesting. So, Mariah, as we talked about the internal communication, I want you to share a little bit of your perspective because many people think that, well, once you get married, then it's done. So you don't really need to worry about that internal communication security. So what? He's already married you. You got a ring on it already, right? And so it's actually, it's actually more work, you know, uh, when you get married because you now have all the stress of making it work. So you really need to know, you know, how to communicate, get to know your partner and understand, you know, how you can, uh, you know, um, speak the same language and go in the same direction. And, 
And that's that's a day-to-day, -day, you know, that's a day-to-day -day issue. You know, you can't just sit down and say, okay, I'm married, now I can just sit down and you know do what I want. Uh, no, that's 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 not the way. It's uh, you have to work for for like everything. You have to work to make it to make it work, to make it a success. <coughs> and uh and, and really involve your partner because that's that's what it is. Get the feedback because you need this feedback. You're not perfect. You're going to it not being perfect. And there are things that you're going to have, you know, that you're going to do well. Other things you're going to completely, you know, uh, 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 have it wrong. And get the feedback and sit down, talk about it to, to see how you can readjust yourself for the relationship to go in the direction that you want to bring it. Because otherwise, you know, you start to grow apart mm -hmm. and, uh, and things, you know, what's happening, it's, it's a breakup. And that's, uh, that, that, that's the danger. But one thing that I wanted to, to really stress out here is, especially when you, you're going to the, you are at the dating stage, is really be yourself show yourself as you are with you know the good and the bad so that the person that you date knows already who you are because i think right. talking about my own experience before I, I i actually dated my husband i always wanted to have like the perfect man so look perfect as well and it never worked but <laughs> That, you know, uh, when I started to really relax and say, okay, this is who I am. I, I am not perfect. I'm Mireille. Some people are going to like me. Some other people are not going to like me. I'll see who's going to like me the way I am. And then that's that's when things started to, to work because I didn't have to think about, oh, I should do this this way to please this person. As No, I just came as I was. And if I got it wrong, my husband just flagged it to me and then we, we work on, you know, how we can fix it, if it's fixable, or if we can manage it. And then we'll, we'll just uh, move, move forward. So, other, and that's, that's the key, is that none of us is, we're not perfect into this, this thing, you know. We're not perfect. We just have to work, navigate with our imperfection in the right direction together. So I love that, Marae, that you said that, right? Did you want to add something, Tracy? Yes, absolutely. I had written in my notes because I was just writing notes as we go. And I, I just wrote down a few minutes ago, not looking for perfection. So mm -hmm. when we talk about preparation, we're not talking about getting to this point of, hi, I am absolutely perfect. All my issues are gone, you know, <laughs> and I'm able to, you know, be with any man that there is. No, we're not looking for perfection. We're really look, what we're really looking for is self-awareness. And we're really looking for understanding what your baggage is, how your baggage affects you. Like you said, not to be a perfect person because I heard a preacher uh, say years ago, way before I got married, way before I even got into what I'm doing, um, he said marriage is a healing relationship. So you are going to come into your marriage with some things that will still pop up and show up. And, and as you're growing and changing and learning new things about yourself as a partner and as an individual, um, there's always going to be something that that can be adjusted, that can be they can grow, you know, all adjustment and changes and bad. So we're not looking for perfection when you're dating, just preparation. It's a different thing. Like she said, Raj said she got her baggage or whatever over in the storage unit. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it will be a surprise when she goes in there and sees what's in there. But if you could go and examine that baggage, take some really intentional time to look through that and really understand it and how you show up in this dating world, then that makes the transition into partnership with someone way easier, way much easier, very much easier. That's pretty powerful because there's a couple of things. So, you know, as an emotional intelligence coach, one of the things that I do oftentimes is we start with self-awareness, right? It is the foundational place to build anything from. If you right. don't understand yourself, then you're likely not understanding others around you. They're not understanding you. And there's a whole lot of dynamics that happen when you're not understanding yourself. But that takes me to um, the other point that Moray raised, which is, uh, Marie said, be yourself, right? Come into this relationship and be yourself. But but do you know who yourself is? 
Because it's really interesting to me that the person that I am today is not the person that I was when I was married. In fact, my ex almost doesn't even recognize me, right? Mm -hmm. He said to me some years after, and I started really doing all this other stuff, he said, was I holding you back? Wow. Wow. Because I became a completely different person. I think I really started to open up and embrace more of who I was and start to understand what makes me tick, what makes me happy. And so now I'm at a place where I really feel like I get who I am. There are some mm-hmm. days where you still have some questions, right? Because it's it's an evolution. It's a journey and not a destination. So there, I know that I'm still evolving and the person that I am today may not be who I end up being in 10 years. I'm sure there will be some semblance of that, but I'm still going to grow. So understanding who you are today and what that what you might need from a relationship today is, I think, a really important thing for all of us to examine as we're on this journey either on the dating, in the dating lane. So I, I think of it as a couple lanes, right? We're either in the dating lane, not the fast lane, but the dating lane. Cause you know, I don't want to be in the I like lane. that. I'm too old for that. So I'm in the dating lane or you're in that marriage lane. And you're, and you're bringing a good point here is that, you know, even, you know, when you are in your, your relationship, I mean, you are evolving as a person because of the impact of, you know, your partner or, you know, whatever you, you're living as well. So, and that's where the communication is very important because you have to communicate to your partner that I'm changing as well. These are, you know, these are my dreams. These are my goal. And we should focus our relationship to include that as well and, and see how we can stay connected. Because sometimes what's happening is that we stay silent we sh- we change but we stay st- silent and we reach a point where we don't understand each other anymore and that's when you know uh we just have to split at some point so that's a very key point to understand as well you know even at the dating stage but as well in your relationship that things are, are dynamic it's not static and you have to review things on a you know on a day to day I would say very frequently. And that's why we made the commitment to take this time, you know, to be alone, you know, at some point during the year or somewhere where we don't have the kids, we don't have anybody to really think about our relationship and see how we are going, reassess and then move move things forward and, and uh, knowing that, you know, what, each one of us really want from this relationship. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. Ross? Mm-hmm. I was I was going back to what uh Mariah said about managing and fixing. You know, I I, I know I'm gonna have to go in the storage unit. I know I'm gonna have to go in there and look. It's not a problem. <laughs> trust me. But you know, was I putting it there hoping that I would never have to worry about it or never have to address it or whatever? I know I'm gonna have to address it you know, point period, point blank. But now with those two words, she said, I'm going to manage it or I'm going to fix it. It's just one of the two. And so now, now, now with that game plan for a lot of us, you know, we were taking sweet stuff under the rug or, you know, hope that it would never come back. It's going to come back some kind of way. Yeah. Either, either it's going to get, it, it's going to come back through a trigger, through a smell, a song, a favorite restaurant, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And if it does, can you manage it or can you fix it? And 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 that and, and if no one gets nothing out of that, that's the two most powerful words in this conversation. Part of in part of the conversation we have those two things right there. We got to be able to manage it, or we got to fix it. Wow, that's 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 really powerful um, because I find that uh, with certain things in our life. Honestly, that's kind of the key to life, right? Can you yeah. manage it or can you fix it? Can you, there are some things that you can permanently, you can go through, you can understand the source, you can dig deep, you can do all of those things, and then you can fix it. There's all the other things that, you know what, I just need to manage this. I need to be aware of it when it's happening. I love right. the word that you use, trigger. I need to understand when I'm being triggered. 
And I need to then be able to go into management of it so that it doesn't become out of control. And it becomes maybe just a spark that I can pull it back and deal with it in a way that doesn't destroy my relationships. You know, I am I am a big believer and you have to really be careful with what comes out of your mouth. Because when it comes out, you can't pull it back. Right. You can't pretend those words were said. You can say, oh, baby, I'm sorry. And I didn't really mean that. But I am a big believer. If it comes out of your mouth. Now I'm looking at you with the now I'm looking at the side eye like Roz be giving me some time. Right now I'm looking at you with the side eye. <laughs> I'm like, OK, so do you really feel this? Do you believe it? Or either you just have such a lack of control that you just say things to are you trying to make me angry are you trying to hurt me so i think in relationships and i think this is an important uh part of building a solid relationship where are the boundaries right how do you set that up to be successful very early in my marriage we decided we were going to do that we're not we're not calling people names we're not just saying whatever just because we're angry we're not doing that if you're angry walk away to, you know, have a glass of wine, have a, have a cocktail, do whatever you need to do to get it under control and then come back and talk to me when, you know, you feel like you want to have another type of conversation. But those boundaries, what are the boundaries that we should be thinking about as we form our relationships and look for um, building very healthy relationship and, and all the bases out there and says very true boundaries are necessary absolutely because without them where are you anything's game then anytime you don't know what's over the line because you haven't established the line and then you're always feeling bad about what's happening but you know what we've been doing this the whole time and this is just how we do no 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 we're not doing any of that i'm gonna be real clear about what the boundaries are. So ladies, what, what do you think about that whole thing of um, setting some boundaries? And Ross, let me just come back to you first. Uh, what do you, what do you, do you think that's important? Yeah, that's important because I don't want to be a booty call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ross, I don't want you to be a booty call either. <laughs> you have to, you got to set boundaries. I'm sorry if, if I'm going over the top today, but I know I know other people are thinking about this. I don't want to be a virtual booty call online and I don't want to be a booty call in the physical. So I set my boundaries and, and my expectations up front to let you know this ain't gonna happen, this ain't gonna happen. Just like one thing, one thing that I'm constant about in a relationship, I don't open the doors to buildings. That's that's my pet. I don't open the door to the building, I don't open the door to the car. Now, if it's pouring down rain, that's something different. We're trying to get in the car. I don't, if I'm with a man, I stand right there. <laughs> oh, my I love it. That is so cool. But you know what? She's clear about where her boundaries are, right? She has yeah. said that this is important to me. I need a man that is going to be a little bit old school for me. He needs to take care of me and show you know um, that he's willing to do that for me so you don't open doors and uh, to buildings or to cars <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's called pda public display of affection i like a little bit of that and that's one way for me i think it's kind of old school romantic when a man opens a door for a woman i mean i mean to me that's just hot that's sexy that's me that's me that's if me. there's any guys out there watching if there's yeah. any guys out there watching, I would love a response to that. What do you think about that? Is that okay in today's age? Are you okay with the woman saying, hey, here are my boundaries. I want the door um, to be open. Now, Maria's out there, and she commented. She said, she's right, teaching how she wants to be treated. Absolutely. And Altavice says, exactly. So you got some agreement out there, Roz, for setting these boundaries clear. And honestly, you know, I honestly think we could do a whole nother show on the whole booty call. Yeah. Right. Because that's a whole different show because that's a, that goes a little bit more to are you looking to be completed? Are you looking to have someone just um, say, yes, she does what I want or she meets all my needs? Or are you looking to build something special? Are you mm -hmm. looking to set your foundation or are you going to build it on sand? And a lot of times that physical attraction It'll, it'll spark the fire fast, but guess what? There's no gas being poured on it and it fizzles out. So once that's over, 
then what's left if you haven't built anything else? So um, really great. And David's out there. So David's in agreement too. David says, yes, yes. David, I'm not sure which part you're saying yes to because we're all over the place right now. And so, <laughs> but it is really true that you've got to set uh, boundaries. So let's come to you and then Tracy, I'll come to you on, you know, this conversation about in a relationship, whether it's new, you're dating or you're married. What do you think about setting those boundaries? Mariah? Um, okay. I think you, you have, and, and that's what I was saying, is that you have to reassess all the time, you know, uh, set goals and know where you're going because otherwise you are at the mercy of anything and you can't complain after that if you've not uh, participated to give direction to the, mm -hmm. to the relationship. And, and I think that's where a lot of women are actually falling short because we just go into it, okay, that's fine, it's going to take care of me, I don't have to do anything. And then things, when things are not going really well, they're like, oh, okay, he's a, he's a, he's a bad man. But you, why, why are you silent? Why don't you talk and tell, tell your husband or your partner, mm -hmm. this is what I want? And if I get into the a relationship with you, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to go. These are the limits. This is what I can accept. And do it all along, you know, through your relationship. Because sometimes somebody forgets. So you have to bring them back to, uh, to, to, to the right, you know, to the right corner and tell them this, you, this is what we agreed. This is what we were supposed to do. This is what we, where we, we are going. Let's let's refocus and 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 go where we, we decided to to go. Well, and, and and you know and and do it constantly because we forget. Even I mean me or my we forget. So you have to you you to to react really quickly before things start to go you know to another to another level. Well, and I want to. So the audience out there, we've got some really great comments out there. So Sherry's out there. Hi, Sherry from South Carolina. She says hi, ladies. Um, and then we've got uh, Maria out there who says we, do, we don't need to be completed. We each have come with our own being and create something new. Maria, I think that's the key, right? Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a relationship to be completed, then I think it's, it's a little dangerous, right? You're going yeah. down the road that you're not, um, you may not get. Now, David responded back and when I said I didn't know which one he was saying yes to. David said it's a book, Dating with Boundaries. So if it's not a book out there, maybe we need to write it later. No, it is. There is a book called Dating with Boundaries by a, a psychologist uh, named, uh, and I follow him, Chapman, I believe. It's Henry Henry Chapman or something, I believe. But yes, oh, there is a book called Dating with Boundaries. Yeah. Awesome. So, it's really so good. David has read that book. Okay, David. So I guess you understand all the boundaries, David, <laughs> out there. Stephanie's out there. Stephanie says, so I've been married 28 years, and I agree with everything being said. And to be transparent, when my husband and I met, we waited 90 days because I refused to be in BC and booty call. <laughs> yes, none of that. So uh, Maria says, great topic. Uh, dated. Dating, one definition to obtain data, get uh, got to get on health call. Oh, he'll be back for part two. Okay, he's got to jump off for another call. He said he'll be back for part two. So Maria says we're on point. And then the final comment is from Stephanie, who says, um, and then I moved in with him. So after that, so, you know, um, it's Stephanie, you found a roadmap that worked for you and your partner, but I'm sure that that had a lot to do with talking about what those boundaries would be being clear on sort of what the end game is, what you're hoping to accomplish, what's happening through this portion where you're taking the time to get to know each other and really feel each other out and all of those things. So um, thank you so much for commenting. Don't forget, you're watching the Coffee with Rhonda show where we're having a great conversation on um, really romance, dating, um, how do you balance that with having a successful and busy career? And I want to uh, start to wrap up a little bit and don't forget to share the video. If you have found any value in this video, if you've enjoyed it, others might enjoy it as well. So we want to ask you to share it. So as we get ready to move to our closing um, portion, um, you know, I'm going to just go around and just ask you ladies to share sort of one piece, one takeaway or one suggestion you might have out there. I know a ton of women who are entrepreneurs and single. 
right? Who are high powered executives and single, who are busy, busy career building women and single. And there's somehow I feel like this little thing out there that you can't have it both. You can't have both really well. So um, my my thought out there, and as I bring sort of into a close, I'm thinking you can have a successful, fulfilling career and a wonderful and amazing relationship. You can have both. There's no reason why you can't. However, the only way for you to have both is for you to be able to look within and to be able to recognize and understand who you are, what you value, and what you want. Because if you are spending 18 hours a day on your work and you think that only an hour or two of time investment in your relationship is going to help you have this beautiful, robust relationship, I'm here to tell you that it may not quite work out that way for you. So you can do, obviously, you are free to do whatever your heart's desire, but you can have both. But you have got to show a level of interest and investment and commitment to both. Sherry says, yes, type A all the way. I get it, Sherry, but don't forget to invest the time in the other part of you. So that's sort of my closing segment. Let's do a round table as we wrap up to close. Anything that you want to take away? Tracy, I'm going to save you for last because I know that you also um, have an offer out there that you wanted to share. Um, I think it was the $100 also. I want you to mention that also as you do your close. So, um, so Roz, let's start with you. What's your closing um, comment about this whole dating thing um, and, and sort of where you would recommend or, or any thoughts of or words of advice? Uh, for those who are going into a relationship, understand your identity. Understand who you are. Because when you go into the relationship, you want to keep your identity. You don't want to lose it. And sometimes we give up, we sacrifice so much to please the other person, and then we're not happy. So you have to recognize that, yes, there's going to be some give and take, but you shouldn't lose who you are in that, in that relationship. And also, too, Boundaries in Dating, the book is by Dr. Henry Cloud, Henry Cloud and, John, yeah. and John Townsend. Wonderful. Thank you so much for pulling that up. So Boundaries in Dating, if you're out there, that might be a good book for you to check out. And um, and so Sherry, Sherry says, one guy told me he was afraid I could kick his blank since I'm an Air Force veteran. He's like, really? Thanks. <laughs> you know what? That's He's dealing with his own insecurity. Right. Sherry, and right. I right. Exactly. Do you. So you go do what you do, but make time for that special person because they are going to expect time from you, just like you expect time from them. So Mariah, let's come to you for your closing thoughts. My closing thought is that it all starts with, with us, uh, you know, to know who we are and uh, have this self-confidence going into uh, our relationship and understand that um, it's uh, it requires, you know, when you go into a relationship, it requires a lot of investment. Like like you said, you have to dedicate time to to grow your relationship, and you have to make sure that you are uh, setting goals with your partners to know where you're going, and have a proper uh, I don't know, work on your communication and make sure that the communication is really fluent and fluid into the relationship because it's a dynamic relationship. You are going to change through the process and it's important that you continue to communicate and re, uh, work on uh, where you're going and make sure that you know, uh, you, you, you're speaking the same language in your, in your relationship and understand that, like I said, you can you can have it all, but it means that you need to be really well organized and dedicate the right amount of time to make sure that your, your relationship grows well and thrive at the end. Absolutely. You know, we like to use the term work-life balance, which I'm not actually a big fan of. It's just yeah. life, people. It's all yeah. life. So it's really life balance and it's really looking at your buckets and your calendar. And, you know, if the only thing on your calendar is work and there's not a dating night or there's not some time to have some fun, then you're setting your priorities, whether you're doing that consciously or not. And so for me, as I make space 
I need to become aware that I have filled up all this space and time, but I definitely will clear some up when that right person comes along. So Stephanie just joined us. Oh, well, Maria says, we all need to stop foolishness and dating. Hashtag just saying. Yes, we do need to stop foolishness and we need to stop fooling ourselves in dating as well, um, Maria. And Stephanie's out there. Stephanie says, good morning. Good morning, Steph. Thanks for joining us. So as we're wrapping up now, um, you know, remember, comment, share the video. We appreciate your, your input, your feedback. And we're going to come to our special guest now, Tracy, to sort of um, wrap us up with her thoughts uh, on, you know, I love that you're a dating strategist because we bring strategy to business. We bring strategy to our finances. We bring strategy to other things. What we often don't bring strategy to is dating. We just go for it and hope it works out well. So your final thoughts for us, Tracy. Well, thank you for having me on the show. And um, I wanted to back up a little bit because I had written a note about the boundaries. And I, I believe two important key boundaries to have is uh, a, a, a way of fighting fair with conflict resolution, uh, even with the quote unquote, Mr. Wonderful, Ms. Wonderful, whatever, it's going to come up. You know, a conflict is going to come up. So a, a, a boundary to, to focus on is definitely to fight fair. What are our boundaries in that, like you mentioned earlier, Rhonda? But also, I think a, a tool, and this is just an example of a tool um, to, to maybe help you and your partner understand each other better, is something like the love languages uh, quiz that's out there. You can look at up five love languages. So many couples that I've talked to, that has been a... A, a, a bedrock in their relationship on actually seeing their partner is not not someone to compete with or not someone that they have to break down you know uh, it, it gives them a, some insight to the person that how, how did they take this quiz come up with this answer and this is a description of who they are wow okay they're not just trying to fight me they're not just trying to annoy me they're not just you know whatever so find um resources you know if you don't get with a therapist or a counselor or you know someone uh, find resources to help you set healthy boundaries within your relationship and then finally just in my closing thought it before like she said earlier um the young lady in the chat you know we have a, a lot of folly that we go into relationships with, um, especially we, we've not been dating for a while. And so I encourage everyone to do things before you before you join the next dating site, before you go out on that next date, stop the Russian roulette with dating and take a moment, press pause and say, hey, I need to know what I'm bringing to the table. Because a lot of times when we take that inventory, we're talking about the career we have, the money we make, you know, the experiences, the places we've traveled and blah, blah, blah. That's not as that's not as important as it, as it is. And I, and I know a lot of the stats say, oh, finances are the number one reason marriages break up. I beg to differ. I think the lack of communication, the lack of self-awareness that it comes through with the finances because the finances are so visible um, because there are people who are poor and people who struggle with money who still make it, have long lasting, happy marriages. So I just say, while you're in this state as a single person, be sure to do the work necessary to figure out how how you're showing up emotionally, where you are on your vulnerability, et cetera, et cetera. And so, as you mentioned, Rhonda, I do have an offer. I am, as I said, a dating strategist. I use the word strategy rather than coach because I do kind of the work of a consultant. I come into your dating world and, and shake things up and see where, where you, what you're doing, what you've been doing, and then I take it all. And then I come back with you and we have several sessions where we start picking out, OK, this is where we're going to move this way. It is not a game playing. We're not playing games. We're not, I'm not I'm not the type of person. Well, girl, you know, make sure you wear this mini skirt or make sure you do your hair this way. You know, I heard guys. No, 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 no. We're talking about more of the internal strategizing with the internal how we're going to date. So with that. Uh, if you go to my site, tracyready.com forward slash early birds, uh, my programs are all being revamped in this time of quarantine. Uh, <laughs> and I'm putting a majority of my uh, programs online. Well, all online, actually. And so I have a offer for the month of April. Everything will launch on May 1st. But for the month of April, 
if you signed up at tracyred.com slash early birds, pick out the program that's best for you. Um, you'll receive either a hundred dollar discount on my soul detox program or a $500 discount on my dating masterclass program. And the difference in the two is one is self-directed. One is working directly with me. And another one is self-directed with group coaching monthly. So, um, yeah, so you just take advantage of those offers. Um, You'll see testimonials there. You'll see uh, more information where you can link to see, read more about me. Um, and um, I'm hoping to to work with you guys and help you get ready to get to the point where dating is not a chore. It's not something you don't think is unreachable because it very much is. And it should be fun and enjoyable, not a hassle. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, I want to um, really thank you for being here and just contributing to this important conversation, you know, as you know, business women and entrepreneurs, we talk a lot about sort of that professional role and professional life. And really coffee with Rhonda is to dive into some of those, but it's also to bring our humanity forward, to bring our, you know, the other aspects of life that are still happening all around us, you know, whether it be family, communication, whatever that is. So um, this has been a really um, uh uh, a conversation for me that's been very stimulating and valuable. And I will, I have some of my own things that I need to think about a little bit. I need to maybe think about that, you know, space clearing. I maybe need to schedule time to go to Jacksonville and go to Rosa's story with her um, so that we can, <laughs> we can go open that storage up together. Yes, we are in this together, Roz. I'm here for you, girlfriend. So I just want to say to everyone out there, so we need to do one more thing, lady. Everybody's uh, got to hold up their coffee cups so I can get a post-production shot. Hold up your cup. A little higher. There we go. A big smile. Hello. Wonderful. Thank you for joining the Coffee with Rhonda show. It's been super exciting for all of you out there that commented. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and you just help us. You add so much to the show. Um, we're going to be right back here next week. One more little thing. If you're out there and you're a, a busy, a, a busy professional, a leader, an entrepreneur, and you want to be on the show, you can PM any of our hosts to apply. And I want you to remember between now and our next show, remember to always use intention, to be conscious, and to always be grateful uh, for what's in your cup. Thank you so much for joining, and we'll see you next week, same time, same station, on Coffee with Rhonda. Bye, guys. Bye.